Sealing God's People with your host, Dennis Beard. We've been talking about sealing since the 19th of January, 2019. And as we refer to the sealing, that visitation of the Lord back in uh, 2019 at the Maasai Tribal Church where we've been preaching and coming out of a service that the Lord gave us a visitation saying, as I send my angel from the east having the seal of the living God, so send I you. We have, since that time, focused on the sealing of God's people in Revelation 7. As I send the angel from the east, the Lord is doing it now. Revelation 7. So send I you. That's the body of Christ. So we are focusing on that sealing, which is a sign. The sign is a seal. And uh, we're sealed after we receive that holy word of God. After you receive the word of God, you are sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise until you receive the promised possession. Now the seal that we're talking about in Revelation 7 is a higher apocalyptic sealing in the last eight truth in the latter reign of the Holy Ghost. It's not Pentecost, it's tabernacles. Not Pentecostals, but tabernacleists. So as we take a look at the first signet, the sign, and that is the signified or the signature of God, which is the sealing of God, is a signet. The revelation of Jesus Christ that God gave unto him to show unto his servants things, those are the things of faith, which must shortly come to pass. He sent and signified it. There's a sign, the sealing, through the word of God, signified it by his angel unto John. John the Baptist foreran Jesus' first coming. And John, the body of Christ, in the spirit of Elijah, will forerun Jesus' second coming. But there's a change, a change in the signet, a change in the sign, a higher ceiling, a higher sign, a wonder in heaven. There was a great wonder in heaven, a woman clothed with the sun and moon under her feet, upon her head a crown of 12 stars. She cried, travailing in pain to be delivered. But that's at the same time we see another wonder in heaven, a great red dragon having seven heads, ten horns, and seven crowns upon his head. There's warfare there in the heavens, and uh, during that time, the church, the body of Christ, will birth the man-child Christ in you, the hope of glory, in not Pentecostal glory, but tabernacle glory within the veil. Caught up to God and to his throne. Higher glory. Now we're focusing on the sign, the loftog, the ceiling. And that is the signet, S-I-G-N, sign, a loftog, E-T, a loftog. There we find that the first signet in God's right hand, we look at Jeremiah 22. And talking about the kings of Judah. But we're going to have a break. A break at that time going into Mr. Babylon. And Mr. Babylon the Great, the mother of hearts, abomination of the earth. And everyone knows that's a false church. Riding upon the scarlet-colored beast. And we find that these are three unclean spirits like frogs, which is the spirits of devils working miracles. We can't just follow signs. The signs follow the believers. John sees that radical, Revelation, 
in Revelation 16, 13. He understood and saw and had the understanding. So I saw three unclean spirits like frogs, which are the spirits of devils working miracles coming out of the mouth of uh, the dragon, a false father, out of the mouth of the beast, a false son, and out of the mouth of the false prophet, a false Holy Ghost. Three, Trinity. That is uh, the three unclean spirits like frogs, and there's a great work of God going on now in the earth that he is revealing his real person, the real Godhead that is Jesus only. There's never been three, never been two, and not a oneness doctrine. It's been a Jesus-only doctrine of Christ, the blessed and only potentate, the omnipotent, omniscient, omnipresent God, who only hath immortality, dwelling in the light which no man can approach unto, nor see, nor can see. 1 Timothy 6, 15, 16. So there's a changing in the signet because of disobedience. And we must have obedience unto righteousness. By one man's disobedience, sin came to the world, and death by sin. Therefore, by one man, God my servant, make many righteous. How? As a gift, that free gift is of one. So also the free, that offense was of one. So the free gift is of one. In other words, Adam lost it only, and Adam can redeem us back. Now, and under the law, by the works of the law, no flesh shall be saved. But now we're under grace. But grace reigns through righteousness, not just grace alone, not just unmerited favor, but grace reigns through righteousness. And righteousness has to be obtained. Jehovah Tendishkinu, the Lord, our righteousness, it's the God life that he has done, that he's already shown us the way, the truth, and life, and given us of his spirit, Jesus in us, Christ in you, the hope of glory, for us to overcome the world, the devil, and our own flesh, to be counted perfect unto the Lord without spot, without blemish, in a perfect, glorious church that will be presented to Jesus at his coming at the second advent, when he comes the second time without sin and salvation, or the salvation of his saints. Well, there's a change, and there's a change because of disobedience. We see in Jeremiah 22 that Kaniah, which means the strength of the Lord, a Jeconiah, one of the same. That, at that Jeconiah, because he turned away from God and uh, went after prosperity, the gods of this earth, the Trinity, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Ghost. And he says there to the people at that time that God said in Jeremiah 22, I will prepare destroyers against you, everyone with his weapon, and they shall cut down thy choice cedars. Now, we're uncovering the cedar work. The cedar work is the walls of salvation in the most holy place, the holiest of all. And in the cedars, which is 10 by 10 by 20 cubits, on that cedar wall that we have an engraving of an engraver, an engraving of a signet, there's a seal. But there's three different engravings. And we find in 1 Kings 6 that we find on the walls in the cedar that there are engraved, engraving of an engraver of a cherubim on the walls of cedar. 
they will be overlaid with gold. But we're also going to see that the world will emulate it. They will have walls of cedar, but it'll be a cedar work that they have made themselves in a broad, wide house, saying that everyone will go to heaven. You just believe on Jesus and everybody goes to heaven. No obedience required. And in that righteousness, in Romans 6, it says very plainly, Whosoever you yield your members, the servants to obey him, but the servants to whom you obey, whether of sin unto death, whether carnal mind, still have the Holy Ghost, but not obeying it. It's called iniquity. Or of obedience unto righteousness. Oh, righteousness is obtained through obedience, not of our own works, but by faith. The righteousness of God by faith. And that yields the peaceable fruits of holiness, without which no man shall see the Lord. So there in Revelation, the second and the third chapter, he's talking about to each church, Ephesus, Smyrna, Pergamos, Thyatira, uh, Sardis, Philadelphia, and Laodicea, I know thy work. He's looking for perfect works unto perfection to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ that glorifies our Lord Jesus. For it's not us, but Christ in us. And because of disobedience, it becomes unrighteousness. We have to be obedient unto righteousness, unto holiness. And that is stated by Paul in Romans, the sixth chapter. He says here, there's destroyers. Why? Verse 9 of chapter 22 of Jeremiah. Then they shall answer. Why have they done this to the, the nations that pass by? will wonder, why has God done this? It seems like he's cast his people off. And this is the work of the ministry in the last days. Yet it is if, if Jeremiah says in the fourth chapter, God, it is if you have deceived this people, saying, Peace, and behold, the sword reacheth unto the soul. Jesus said, you think I come to send peace? No, but rather a sword. The set at man at variance. Father against the son, mother against their daughter, mother-in-law against their daughter-in-law. A man's enemies will be those of his own household. Why? Because they do not have the revelation of Jesus Christ that there is a Jesus only, one God. And we find that in John 16. And Jesus said, I forewarned you that you should not be offended. Why? Why would we be offended? Because he said, they're going to deliver you up out of the synagogue. They're going to deliver you up out of the churches, casting you out for evil, saying, let the Lord be glorified. And in some, they will kill you thinking they did God a service. That is certainly a mistaken identity. Why will they do this? Because they have not known the Father nor me, Jesus said. You've seen me, you've seen the Father. Jesus is that spirit that took on a body of flesh. He is not a fleshly man that was baptized with the Holy Ghost. He is first and foremost the spirit of God, the Father of glory, that made himself of no reputation, took on him the form of a servant made in the likeness of man. He is the Lord Jesus Christ, is that servant, he is that man. Before him there was no God formed, neither shall be after him. God formed himself a body of flesh and blood, 
And there's only one, one person in the Godhead, Jesus Christ. And because they have left that doctrine of Christ, God says there's going to be many nations that are going to pass by the city, Jerusalem, and they shall say every one to his neighbor, Wherefore hath the Lord done this unto this great city? What city? Well, we find there in Revelation 11.1, 1, there's a reed like unto a rod given to me, John said, saying, Rise, measure the temple and the altar and them that worship therein. What know ye not that we are the temple of the Holy Ghost? We're not our own. We're bought with a price. We are going to be measured. That measuring line that you see in Zechariah 2 is the same measuring line that you'll see in Isaiah 28, judgment to the line, righteousness to the plummet, which is the same ray like unto a rod to measure the temple of God and the altar and them that worship therein, given to John in Revelation 11. And John's the body of Christ. And it says, and the court which is out, leave out and measure it not. Why? Because the rod of God is not upon the head of the wicked. And the holy city shall be trodden underfoot 42 months, time, times a half, three and a half years, 1,203 score days. At this time, God brings in the latter reign of the Holy Ghost, giving power to his two servants. This is the work of the ministry in the last days, which we are all called for in the body of Christ, which is compacted together in the measure of every part that the joint, every joint supplies to the edifying of itself in love. There because, why did the Lord strike his own judge's own city. Judgment must first begin at the house of God. And we must be sure that we, and certain that we are in the truth and Christ is in us, lest we be reprobate. What will they say? Why did the Lord do this? It seems like that there is a great deception that it says peace when there is no peace. That's Baal. Well, Baal says peace when there is no peace, and you heal the hurt of the daughter of my people, saying peace when there is no peace. We find in Daniel, by peace the Antichrist shall destroy many. But we're focusing on the signet, the sealing, the sign of Loctaw. What was it? We find in Jeremiah 22 that Kaniah, in verse 24 of Jeremiah 22, as I live, saith the Lord, though Kaniah, which means strength of the Lord, the son of Jehoiakim, king of Judah, were the signet on my right hand. There's the signet, the sign of Loftal. Yet would I pluck him thence. He would pluck it out because of disobedience. And that's where we have to understand the work of the ministry and the judgment of God for all God's ways of judgment. And if we are in error, he uses a chastening rod to literally chasten us that we will not be condemned by the world. That's what he's doing now in the earth. And he states, whosoever the Lord loveth, he chasteneth. And no chastening seems to be joyous for the present time, but afterward yields us the principal fruits of righteousness. They know who Jesus is, and that is the bottom line to reveal who he is. And we see that in Hosea 6. Come and let us return to the Lord, for he hath torn. God's the one doing it, not the devil, God himself. 
the Lord himself is the one sending the strong delusion that they'd all believe a lie and be damned who received not the love of the truth, but had pleasure in unrighteousness. And the signet in God's right hand, Kaniah, strengthen of, strengthen of the Lord. He said, though he were signet in my right hand, I would pluck him out. And the nations will say, because they have forsaken the covenant of the Lord their God. Well, Jesus is the covenant to the people. And they worship other gods and serve them. Well, there's only one person in the Godhead. That's Jesus Christ. He's the Father of glory, manifest in the body of flesh as the Son of God. God manifests in the flesh. And then we have others, which are Baal, which preaches peace when there is no peace. Pre-tribulation raptures. That's saying that you're going to be out and not suffer any tribulation. There are no man-child birth in you. Christ in you, the hope of glory. So Mr. Babylon the Great says, I am a queen. I am no widow. And I will see no sorrow. I'll have no birth pain. God said, all the people of God, there's a sifting going on among the nations, and not the least grain will fall to the ground. The rye, the appointed barley, the harvest of God, and he will not lose one of us. But he states in Amos 9.10, I'll destroy all the sinners of my people, God's own people, the Jerusalem, the city that he will literally send destroyers on. I'll destroy the sinners of my people by the sword, which say no evil shall prevent, no overtake us, no tribulation, no trouble, no birth pain. Amos 9.10. So we know in that time of the latter rain that God is going to cause a time of sorrows, time of birth pains, time of great travail. This will be kingdom against kingdom, nation against nation. There will be uh, earthquakes in diverse places, wars and rumors of wars. There will be famines, pestilence, sword, noisome beast. All these are the beginning of sorrows, birth pain. Not to destroy us, but for the body of Christ to come forth to reveal the true Jesus, the real Jesus, that he is one, not two, not a, not a trinity, and certainly not a oneness doctrine of Christ, where the man's not God, but has God in him, even in glorification. He's going to reveal the true God. And he states that. In Hosea 6, he's coming, let us return to the Lord. Let's return to the Lord, the true Jesus, the true God in eternal life. For he hath torn. Well, it doesn't sound like it would be God. A God of love would do that. Yes, he will, because he does not want us to be destroyed with the world. And we have to have the right revelation in righteousness that he is God and God alone. And grace reigns through that righteousness. And that requires obedience unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ unto a perfect man for the church to be presented blameless at his coming, both spirit, soul, and body. And the burden is on us, not on the Lord. It's on us. And the nations themselves will say, why did God do this? His coming against his own people? Because they have forsaken the covenant of the Lord their God, Jesus only, 
and worshiped other gods and served them. And then he says, in verse 13, Woe unto him that buildeth his house by unrighteousness. Well, they're building a house. It's not built upon Christ. It's built upon the sand. It's unrighteousness. Well, what do we see there in 2 Thessalonians, the second chapter? They're coming, Lord, I gather together unto him. The rapture will not come until there come a falling away. First, the man of sin be revealed, who opposes all that is God and is at his worship, so that he has God, setteth in the temple of God, showing himself that he is God. Paul said, remember you not when I was with you. I told you these things. Only he who now letteth will let until or restrain until he be taken out of the way. That's civil government of man. It's not the Holy Ghost. And then shall that wicked, capital W-I-C-K-E-D, that son of perdition, the man of sin, that wicked one be revealed, whom the Lord shall consume with the spirit of his mouth and the brightness of his coming, whose working is after the working of Satan. With what? With all signs, miracles, and lying wonders, saying they're true in God and have the true Holy Ghost, but they don't in the spirit of Baal. They have breached the word of God, broke down the wall of salvation. They do not touch that wall in that cedar work of cherubim, palm trees, and open flowers. They've hewed out cisterns that can hold no water, no truth. They have built the wide house with wide chambers. We find that in Jeremiah 22 and with cedars, and painted it with vermilion. It's not overlaid with gold. It's man's own righteousness. They painted it themselves with vermilion. It has to be overlaid with gold, which is the glory of God. Laodicea made the same mistake also. The same that Kaniah did, strengthen of the Lord. Laodicea did the same. They said, we're increased with goods, clothed, fed, and have need of nothing. We're blessed of God. We have plenty of money, plenty of finances. We have stock portfolios, bonds, mutual funds. We're okay. And God said, knowest thou not that you're poor, wretched, naked, blind, and destitute? I counsel of thee to buy me gold tried in the fire. How did you get that gold tried in the fire? Well, Counted a joy in all these uh, temptations that you go through. Though your faith be tried as by fire, God's going to try our faith. We're going to be measured through the fire. Holy Ghost and that with fire. Judgment will first begin at the house of God and the righteous scarcely be saved. That means with difficulty, with tribulation, with persecution. Then where shall the end of the sinner and then godly appear? I know that's not a popular message in the church world. They want peace. Prophesying peace when there is no peace. It's the spirit of Baal. And because of that, God will judge it. And he says there that that Kaniah, that's his signet in his right hand. Jeremiah 22, verse 24. I will pluck him out because of why he was in prosperity. God talked to him, tried to the voice of God coming Kaniah constantly. 
But Kaniah built his house with unrighteousness. He built a wide house and large chambers, cut out windows. Well, wide is the gate and broad is the way that leadeth to destruction. Many there be that go on thereat. That's Kaniah. That is Laodicea. It's a church that thinks they have need of nothing. They're going in and they believe God on one verse and said, I'm safe, sanctified, I'm on my, I'm my way to heaven. But they do not understand. They have to have that gold tried in the fire. You cannot have that wall daubed with untempered mortar, mortar that hadn't been through the fire. You have to have tempered mortar, been through the fire. That faith is tried as by fire that it can come forth as pure gold. And that's what's going to happen in the last days and it's happening now with not only Ebola, not only with HIV going through the land, but also coronavirus, COVID-19 and all the variants, et cetera, the, mu the mutations. And there's more to come to get us to turn back to God, to the true Lord, Jesus Christ. Whosoever hath an ear to hear, let him hear what the Spirit is saying to the churches. The Lord said he was going to do it. He said in the last days he was going to reveal his treasures. In Deuteronomy 32, Peter said it also. But God must first, big judgment must first begin at the house of God. And in Deuteronomy 32, in the Song of Moses, that it said that in the last days that God will reveal his treasures. It's not sealed up among my treasures, saith the Lord, for the Lord will judge his people and repent himself of the evil. The trouble, the tribulation, when he sees their power's gone, not Holy Ghost power, but their power, and there's none shut up or lit. Why? That you may know and see that I am God, and beside me there is no other God. There's no other God, Junior. There's no other second person of the Godhead. God said, I know not any. There's no God beside me. Somebody said, but I thought Jesus was on the right hand of God. That is not a physical right hand of car. It is dexios. It is an exaltation made for us, the body of Christ. What he wrought to us were when he set him at his own right hand in heavenly places. Jesus is that spirit. And that's what he's going to reveal in the last days. Jesus is the father of glory. He is that spirit. The son of God is the father revealed. And that's what we're going to see in 2 Corinthians 3. The, the God has shown forth his glory in the face of Jesus Christ. Well, that's the face, the four faces, lion, man, ox, and eagle. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John showing us Jesus only. Jesus said, you've seen me, you've seen the Father. John 8, 24, except you believe that I am he, the Father, you'll die in your sins. Jesus also stated that in John 14. He said, from henceforth, you both know him and have seen him. Philip says, Lord, show us the Father. It suffices us. That'll be sufficient. And Jesus stated, have I been so long time with you? And hast thou not known me, Philip? He that has seen me has seen the Father. How sayest thou then, show us the Father? Believe me that I am in the Father, and Father is in me. Or believe me for the work's sake. For the words that I speak are not mine. Well, whose are they? But the Father that dwelleth in me houses permanently in me the Spirit of God that he is. He's the one doing the works. Healing the sick, cleansing the leper, raising the dead, casting out devils, holding blind eyes, loose tongue, loose and dumb tongue, lame walk, and captive going free. Blessed is he whomsoever is not offended in me. Not in us. 
in that one God, Jesus Christ, God manifests in the flesh. There's not another. That's the whole work. So what's he doing? The ones that do not believe that, even though they say we're strengthened of the Lord, Kaniah, and that we are signet in God's right hand, having graven in his palm of his hand a signet, he said, I'll pluck you him. Why? Because they closed himself with cedar. They did not have the glory of God. It was not overlaid with gold. They painted it with vermilion, their own works, their own righteousness, the fear of God taught by the precept of men. And what he said, do to Kaniah, to the body of Christ that will not go on into perfection, said in Jeremiah 22, verse 21, I spake unto you in your prosperity. Same as the Laodicean church, clothed, fed, and have need of nothing, and increased with goods. But you said, I will not hear. This has been your manner from your youth that thou obeyest not my voice. The ones that obey the voice of God here in the last days coming into the latter rain, not the former, not Pentecostal, but the latter rain. They are the ones that will obey the voice of God and overcome the devil. They are the young men that John spoke in his epistle. I write to you, young men, because the word of God is strong in you and you've overcome the wicked one. Those are the overcomers. But there still remains a higher level of glory. And God says, I'm going to take Kaniah, that signet in my right hand. I'm going to cast him, pluck him out. Well, then who is going to? Replace that. Well, only the ones that obey God unto righteousness, obedience unto righteousness. And we find that, that that signet now is that king priest. He's a kingly Zerubbabel in Matthew one twelve, the legal line. But he's also in that fleshly biological line in Luke 3.27. Here's your king priest. He's in the kingly line, Matthew 1, 12. He's in the priestly line, Luke 3, 27. He's the king priest. That's a high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Zerubbabel. And that is the two anointed sons of old in the last days that God is doing now. That is not by might nor by power, but by my spirit, saith the Lord of hosts. That's the word of the Lord to Zerubbabel. Those are the two sons of old. Those will be the ones that will build the house of God. And that is Zerubbabel, born in Babel, son of Sheltiel. I've asked El, God, for a son. And Joshua, the son of Josedek. Joshua, Jehovah's salvation, Jesus, son of Josedek, righteousness. And those were the ones in Cyrus, and we find in Ezra that are to go and rebuild the temple of God. And it's given, Cyrus calls him Sheshbazzar. That's his Persian name of Zerubbabel. Sheshbazzar, there, a glory in the fire. But his Zerubbabel, born in Babylon, but coming out of her unto perfection. Come ye out of her and touch not the unclean thing. God's doing it now. It's the perfection of the body of Christ. 
done to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ in the knowledge of the Son of God. Not gnosko, not just knowing Jesus after the Spirit, but epigonosko, knowing him in the perfect measure of the stature, in the image, the perfect image, the body of Christ coming to the perfect image of Jesus Christ. Somebody said, I didn't know that was possible. Well, God, that's a reasonable service that we will do the will of God unto a perfect man to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ in the knowledge of the Son of God being a perfect mirror image of Jesus. And that's where we are. Now, we all talk about more about the seed of work that he's uncovering today. That God said, I will uncover the seed of work, Zephaniah 2. The seed of work is not in Pentecost. It's in Tabernacle. It's a great truth, a, a wonderful truth, and the power of God that will be revealed in the last days as a witness of this one God, Jesus-only doctrine of Christ, that he will confirm this doctrine of Christ with signs divers, wonders, and miracles and gifts of the Holy Ghost according to his will. The believers will not follow the signs. The signs will follow the true believers. That's where we are today. Tune into the podcast. There's more to come in this work in uncovering the cedar work. He's replaced the signet with Kaniah with Zerubbabel. That you see in Haggai 2. That day saith the Lord of hosts, I will take thee, O Zerubbabel, my servant. That's a servant sealed, sealed in their forehead. There in Revelation 7, the servants of God are sealed in their forehead. uh, There in the last day, work of the ministry. The son of Sheltiel, I've asked God for a son. I've asked El for a son saith the Lord, and I will make thee, I'll make you a signet. Not Kaniah, not that latest in church that went after money and increased with goods and said they have need of nothing, but the true body of Christ, broken, humble, and contrite spirit, that know they're going through birth pangs to bring forth Christ in them, the hope of glory, in a full measure of the statue under perfection for the work of the ministry. Those are the ones he's going to use. And everything that he has, has spoken. Hosea 6 verse 1, come and let's return to the Lord. He's wanting us to return to the true Jesus. For he hath torn. God has, he's the one that's torn us, not the devil. It is God that has sent strong delusion that we'd all be all the ones that were not in the truth would believe a line be damned. It is a salvation is- issue, my friend. Without a shadow of a doubt, God spoke it. He meant what he said and said what he meant. And said, he's the one that sent, for God himself was sent strong delusion that all, all of us are going to be tried as by fire. We'll come forth as pure gold in the true body of Christ, the ones that do not and do not understand the work of the ministry and do not understand and see these things of faith in the last days, the testimony of Jesus will not be sealed and will not make it. That's a hard saying and we know, but it's the truth for those that love the truth. That's charity. They rejoice in the truth. And that is the final sealing 
the epoch, the final headstone, grace unto it, the perfecting of the body of Christ. Tune in for more because God is doing it now. There, the Lord is torn. He will heal us. He has smitten. He will bind us up. After the second day, he will revive us. We're way after the second day. We're way past revival. And in the third day, I'll raise you up. Now we're going into the latter rain unto perfection, and you will live in my sight. You'll know even as you're known of the Lord. You will not have a thing through a glass darkly and knowledge in part. You'll come to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. You will open face, beholders in the glass, the glory of the Lord will be changed into the very same image of Jesus Christ. And then that third day, I will raise you up. We're in the third day now. And you will live in my sight. If we follow him to know the Lord, his going forth is prepared as the morning. Now, we can endure for a night. Joy cometh in the morning. And he will come to us, not the rapture, the parousia. He will come to us as the rain. The former, that's the book of Acts. There, Acts, the second chapter, receiving the Holy Ghost. The former rain moderately. And the latter rain. The last great rain of the strength. That's where we are now. For those that have an ear to hear what the Spirit is saying to the churches. And they will be the ones that will be used as vessels, meat for the master's use, with a new wine, making themselves new wine skins. If this has bore witness with your spirit, we'd love to hear from you. You can call us. That's the country code one plus. Phone 903-746-4885. Leave a message. We'll get right back to you. Or you can write Dennis Beard, Post Office Box 2906, Longview, Texas, zip code 75606. Visit us on our websites. Drop us a line. SealingGodsPeople.org, SealingGodsPeople.com, DennisBeard.org. Well, we want to thank you for your personal support, your generous offerings for providing to keep these podcasts coming to you and especially the ceiling of God's people. Until the next time, this is Brother Dennis Spirit saying, Behold the real Jesus.